0: Niall, I'm just thinking the last time you broadcast from the south of France, you told us about the Scops owl. Have you heard anything about the recent influx of short-eared owls to Ireland? Now we normally have the long-eared owl and the barn owl and in the winter we get a migrant, the short-eared owl, but apparently they're here in big numbers. Oh, absolutely, because there've been, uh, there've been a couple of them near to my house on the North Wicklow coast, which is traditionally a good place for, for short-haired owls. I love owls. Uh, one of my favourite groups of birds, or indeed of any animal, there's something really magical about them. And a lot of people tell me that when, when they see an owl, because it's often just a chance encounter. In Ireland, it's not something you encounter that frequently, and it's always magical. Uh, the Scops Owl that you mentioned, which is down here in the south of France and around the Mediterranean, it's a migrant, actually, just like the just like short-haired owl, um, but it's a lot smaller. It's a tiny little owl about the size of a starling um, the size of your clenched fist a very small little bird that makes this loud sort of tooting sound a bit like a truck reversing if that doesn't sound too weird but at this time of year they've all migrated down to to Africa so they're not present here at the moment and just like them the short-eared owl is a migrant we do have a small breeding population occasionally in Ireland around the Bloom Mountains that kind of area but only a handful of pairs at most and not necessarily every year but in the the winter we do get a few it's thought from the continent probably from northern France actually moving into coastal areas in Ireland but some years when they've had big breeding success uh, they have a good summer if there's lots of let's say rodents around they've been feeding on in places like France or Britain then they arrive in bigger numbers and it's a while since we've had uh, a good short eared owl winter but this seems to be one of them and one of the best things of all about short-haired owls is that they're day-flying owls they're out during the day we think of owls as being nocturnal uh, but you're actually much more likely to encounter a short-haired owl during the day uh, they have these amazing yellow eyes just this intense yellow stare which, uh, which means that they're actually very easy to identify they the only yellow-eyed owl we have in Ireland. Uh, Longer owls have orange eyes and barn owls have very dark brown, almost black eyes. And you'll also see them often on the ground. They go over open grassland and often perch on the ground. So it's a good time of year to actually go out and see them for yourself.
1: Absolutely. And Terry Flanagan, you were with Eric Dempsey recently looking at the short-eared owl. Just last week, Derek, Eric got in touch to say that there wasn't one, two, three, but four short eared owls within five minutes of his house. So I I travelled down to see him down in Newcastle. And I'd have to tell you, Derek, it's the first time I'd ever seen a short eared owl. I'd never seen short eared owls. I've seen long eared owls, I've seen barn owls, but never the short eared owl. Because as Niall says, they're not very, very common in Ireland. They're winter visitors. Although some may breed here, they're uncommon. What I was really amazed at is that they are a daytime flying owl and their wingspan, it's just huge. I couldn't believe it. And you get quite close to them down there at Newcastle, there beside the the railway, watching them quartering up and down across the fields, coming in, landing on Posts. They were a beautiful bird to see. And we saw three the day we were down there. One in particular was a very, very light-coloured one. It was almost like a barn owl, the way that the sunlight was catching it. These long wings and very, very slow wing beats. That's the thing I was amazed at. I thought they were going to fall out of the sky. So, yes, I had a fantastic afternoon with Eric Dempsey.
2: Okay, Terry, we can can stop here. It's uh, just before 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Tell uh, us exactly where we are.
2: We are at Newcastle and County Wicklow. Now, just to set the scene for you, we have the East Coast Nature Reserve is just south of us. We have the old Newcastle Railway Station just there. And we are just north of that, along the coastal walk. And we're looking into Newcastle Airstrip. And if you see, we have a lovely grassy area where the plains use uh, it as a runway but all around it is rough ground we've marshland we've scrubland we've trees we have a big marshland further for the north and this is where in the last couple of weeks we've had up to four short-eared owls hunting in the evening time now that's sort of, for me, unprecedented.
1: Well, I always thought that there were no short-eared owls in Ireland. Certainly they didn't breed in Ireland and you might only get one in the winter.
2: You normally only get one or two. They're, they're scarce. In some years you get a few more. But this winter so far, and don't forget it's only November, we've seen an unprecedented arrival of short-eared owls, not even just into Ireland but also into, into Great Britain. And That could be two things. Firstly, there was a big storm that blew lots of stuff from Europe, Northern Europe. So these birds are probably Northern European birds. They're, They're not Irish breeding birds. These are winter visitors. And it's possible that loads of owls were migrating out of Northern Europe, got caught in one of those big storms that blew north, easterly winds across into Britain. And then these birds have come probably through Scotland, Britain, and have reached the East Coast. So there has been shorted owls recorded all the way from Belfast, in ones and twos, and we have four here. But two weeks ago, at Tecumption Lake in County Wexford, someone came across the, probably the, the most incredible sight of ten short-eared owls that hunting is together. Incredible! That 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 like that, I, I just couldn't even comprehend that.
1: The short-eared owl—it's a bit of an enigma because it flies by day. I'm looking out here. I can't see very many trees because I would always associate owls with trees. And we're right beside the sea.
2: I know. They, they are unusual in that they are diurnal. They spend most of their time hunting, usually just before it reaches dusk. They, uh, they really get very active. But during the breeding season, they're active all day. And they nest out on moorlands and open areas. So they're, they're not a tree nester, they're a ground nester.
1: Again, uh, that's very unusual. Isn't and it? If, you, if,
2: you, if, if you ever come across a short-haired owl, a dead one, or you see one in the hand, they really furry legs so that they are built to keep warm and they will hunt during the day in the exact same way as barn owls and long-eared owls hunt except we don't get a chance to see them hunting so they slowly quarter over the area
1: now you'll be hopeful that we like to see let's put
2: it this way i've just met some lads in the car park there and they've spent all day here looking for the uh, the short-eared owls and they were leaving and they're just down down the way a wee bit and i gave them a money-back guarantee i said come back you're going to see them. They've been here all day and they haven't seen them. Now It's just coming up to three o'clock. This is when I expect to see these birds getting active because most of the day, if they have fed well, this is the point, if they have fed well... They will be sitting. Re- oh, there's one just there, just going right oh, yeah. by, right in front of us, Terry. You see it, that?
1: It's a beautiful bird. It's the first Have you time ever I've seen one. Before? No, this is the first time I've ever seen one. It's got very, very long wings. It's very light coloured. It's almost like a barn owl. Well, not quite like a barn owl, but it's very, very bright. It's brighter than I thought.
2: This is a very pale, particularly pale one. And, I,
1: and also the, the wing beats—they're very, very shallow. They're very, very slow. Oh, there—he's the, just hit the ground there. Oh, underneath the wings are extremely white, aren't they? You you don't mind if we just try and no, no, take no, a I'm photograph go of this because it's going I'm right just, by us here. I'm looking at the wings. They're they're flapping so slowly that you would almost expect it to fall out of the sky. It's going that slow. And it's coming it's coming closer and oh, closer to us.
2: That's absolutely beautiful. That's
1: probably about a hundred meters away from us now. And it looks like it's looking for food. It is. Now if you watch it hunting,
2: Terry, yeah. it will slowly fly. And if it hears a sound or sees something, it will yeah. turn or flip on itself and hover above. There it is, doing that exact yeah. thing. It's hovering, and then it will almost dive head first down into the grass. Uh, now, this it's is, moving
1: away from it's us. It's moving that, away from
2: us, but this is the first one. I guarantee you we'll
1: see two or three. Yeah. Now, is that a dedicated pathway that it's taking now, or is it a zigzag path? It's pathway? A zigzag. It's random.
2: The birds will move over a wide, wide area hunting. And it's a perfect hunting area. Look, I mean, this is perfect for rodents. And the other great thing is that we now have bank voles in Wicklow. Right. And bank voles are more active during the day than rats and mice are. And these birds on their breeding grounds love voles because voles are more active. So these birds are almost vole specialists. So in areas where there's a lot of voles, Owls are doing quite well, and short eared owls would be taking advantage of that. That's, that's a beautiful one. Now, just to describe them, I suppose, you know, people say short eared owls, do they have short ears? But they have little tufts, yeah. and they're not ears, they just display, just like a long eared owl has long ear tufts on the top of their head. Short ears have short ear tufts, their ears are at the side of the head, hidden by feathers. These and hearing
1: is very important. Absolutely,
2: yes. Yeah. So if you you see those, that's slow. It's been chased a wee bit there by, yeah, by the crow. crows, are yeah, they? Yeah, yeah.
1: but the crows don't like them. No, at all. No, well, I mean crows.
2: I often think crows just have a bit of fun with birds of prey. Right. But, but why do they chase them? Though? Well, you know, they, they consider them to be a predator, a competitor. So they they just chase them to get rid of them out of the area. In my view, crows are just having a bit of crack. Right. I think they say, oh, there's something we'll chase, just for the fun of it. They're, but they're
1: actually chasing each other. Look at the two crows here. They're chasing that out better, big time. Yeah. I, I would say they're playing. Well, that's what I think. I think
2: they're just messing. Yeah. I genuinely think crows have that sense of humour. But
1: oh, there's, there he is Oh, okay, yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah. He's actually, there's two crows they're chasing
2: the short ear down.
1: And the Shorter Down, it doesn't seem to be bothered. No, it's
2: just irritated. It's just sort of, will you but leave me it, alone, I'm hunting sort of yeah, it attitude. It doesn't even
1: look irritated. It's, no. it's not going after the crows whatsoever. It's rising up there now as if it's moving yeah, away. It's just
2: trying to you know, get, yeah. get rid of them, get, get, uh, get them out of the, the way. But going back to what they look like. They have this very flat faces, as all elves do, which which is sort of almost like a satellite dish which channels all the sound into their ears. But these have yellow eyes, which they really have bright yellow eyes. And um, distinct
1: from the long-eared, long-eared yeah. which
2: has orange eyes. Yeah. So these have very yellow eyes, and they also have black around the eyes, which which helps deflect sunlight. So mm. it's a very interesting evolutionary development for them. But you'll see that uh, some of them are darker. There's one particularly dark one, and... It, They have a lovely camouflaged, barred upper parts. But they have this yellow patch on the wing, just at the bend of the wing. Now, there's one bird here that has a very orangey patch. But most of them have this sort of yellowy orange. That one we've just seen is a really pale individual. But underneath, their wings are pale, pale, with a little black, almost like a comma shape, just at the bend of their wing, and slightly barred on the underwing. But when they're flying, they're silent. You don't even hear anything there. No, we heard absolutely nothing. nothing and they will spend the next couple of hours. It's just a little after 3 o'clock now, and that's the first one. And I expect, as I scan around now, we'll have one or two more coming in. There's been up to four here. Um,
1: Why are there no short-eared owls in Ireland then? Well, as I
2: said, they're they're main food items during Mm. the breeding season. They hunt during the day to get food for the young. So voles are their main prey item during the breeding season. And we don't, or didn't, I should say have a good population of voles in Ireland at all. But as voles begin to expand, like I have them in my garden here in Wicklow, it is possible that they might become established as a breeding species. Mm -hmm. But they are primarily a winter visitor. So if you are along the coast in an area of rough grassland like this, at the moment, I think there was three up near Balbriggan recently, there's a good chance that if you go out and view out over these areas... You may well see an owl, and if it's hunting during the day,
1: it will be a short-eared owl. Well, that's the beauty of the short-eared owl because it hunts by day. You get the chance to see it. You don't really get the chance to see a barn owl or, your, or a long-eared owl. You probably hear them. Yes. Certainly, the long-eared owl in, in the summertime, but you don't really get the chance to see it like
2: this. Most times, the owls, the owls you see are just sort of going across yeah. the, uh, going, you know, whipping across in your, your headlights. You don't normally get to see and watch and enjoy what is going on there. And that's why, like, I'm only five minutes from here, Terry, yeah. so, like, I'm addicted to this place at the moment. So
1: you must come up every day?
2: Well, every day where the light is good. If it's lashing and rain, the elves will not be as active. Right. But it's just... And, like, I hopefully... I was taking some photographs I was talking to you there. Hopefully I'll get one or two shots that will... Uh, which, which will demonstrate just how beautiful they really are, and we'll, we'll get them up maybe on the website, the Mooney Show.
1: Oh, absolutely. Am I right in saying, Eric, one time we were out before, you told me that your favourite shot that you ever took was of a short-eared owl. That's right, that's right, Terry. Um, Years ago, we were talking about your your photographs and and your new website. That's
2: right, the the birdsireland.com, to give it a plug. And we're still selling, Christmas is coming up. I was in Ashbourne, oh, this must be 11 years ago. And there was two or three short-eared owls, hunting in this field. And I always remember gaining access to the field. So I went into the field and just sat down. And the birds were hunting over a wide area. But one bird came over right in front of me. And I just let the bird see me. I didn't take any photograph. I just let the bird see me. It then circled around and came back again. And I let the bird hear the camera. I didn't raise the camera. The bird heard the shot and didn't wasn't bothered. And on the third circle around me, it came right up to me. And I lifted the camera. And the bird was not frightened by me. And you got the shot. And I got the shot. But I remember saying to myself, Do you know what, Dempsey... If you never take another photograph ever again, you can retire because it was just one of those shots that just it just happened, and it just the board cooperated It was like a trust between the two of us. It was just one of those moments, so i don 't think i 'll ever better that yeah. shot even from here trying to take photographs, but it 's an opportunity for people not just to see these owls. it 's an opportunity for people to photograph them as well and each each evening a lot of people gathering here, like paparazzi, hoping to find the shots and I see the two guys there waving at me
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're, happy. They're, they're happy
2: now yeah they were about to leave and I said no no wait wait they're giving me a wave from a distance they're, they're happy campers is that
1: another one I see over there yes it is in the, at yeah. the, that grey barn yeah.
2: yeah that's another one Terry and that's actually that's a darker one yeah the first one actually there's another one way off you see where the air sock is yeah. yeah yeah there's another one hunting in the reed beds over there and then there's our pale one still hunting this general area so there's three here on show at the moment and you
1: said there are four here there,
2: there has been four right now we've only seen three so far but the thing is that we have a stretch of about 20 kilometers of perfect habitat for short eared owls so the fact that there's only three here doesn't mean that the fourth is gone it could be that there's three somewhere as well they, they down may not be the same three they, or four that no, you've seen every but, night but there's one particularly pale bird and one that one was the pale seen. one I, i'm beginning to recognize that yes, bird yes. it's a really it's a much paler bird than the others but like what an opportunity you yeah. you've never seen Georgia no i does. haven't
1: no i haven't and they're so different because i know what a barn owl looks like these look a little like the barn owl in the distance particularly the way the sun catches yes. them but their wings they're just so long yes
2: yeah, so they are a very long winged bird yeah and you and, know, and they, they
1: fly so slowly yeah it's a bit like a heron. Yeah. It's so, so... Yeah. I was kind of expecting it to fall out of the sky Yeah, there.
2: no, big, slow wing flaps. Yeah. And, and they soar a lot as well. And, you know, if you, if you see a buzzard soaring, their the wings are slightly in a V. Yeah. These are sort of slightly bowed wings. Yes. And I know it's going to sound mad, but I've seen albatross, and they have that sort of bowed wing sort of stance of an albatross, even though their wings are not that long. But they are a special bird. They are so different And it's not just because you get to see them during the day. just they have such a specialised feeding pattern. They're diurnal. And they're not bothered by you. This is the other thing. Because a lot of these birds will have bred up in the moors of some remote country, maybe in Northern Europe. They've probably never encountered human beings before. So they don't actually have any fear of human beings.
1: And there's a natural barrier here, which is the railway line, which we can't cross and it's private land on the far yeah. side so we can't get any closer no, to no no and,
2: and it's but a, this is near it's enough. a perfect it's a perfect viewing platform yeah. because you've, you've a slightly raised path with a fence protecting you from the railway you then have a ditch and one of the owls will often hunt up and down along the ditch trying to flush things from the the, the banks of the ditch and then you've a private
1: airfield with fantastic habitat all around it it's well, what are the dangers that they can expect I, i'm thinking first of all is there a chance one of them may be hit by a train that's
2: probably one of the biggest dangers that they Mm. they face they have no real predator like a peregrine falcon might take them out if 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 they were in a peregrine's territory but they have no real danger except getting hit along the railway track by a train in this particular habitat
1: it's getting close to dusk now eric how much longer will they be hunting for it will depend on how successful they are at hunting Mm.
2: if they have a you know a successful hunt and, and catch several rodents in that two or three hour period.
1: Now the two or three hour period is from what you're saying. Some from around three or about
2: so. About At these particular birds at this particular site, you could go down to the and they're hunting at midday. But yeah. for, for some reason, these birds become really active at about three o'clock in the afternoon, and they'll stay active till. F- there's one just there, just going oh, right by
1: us. I see it, yeah.
2: And it's th- it's Absolutely it's actually. silent. Yeah, and it's just going right by us. Look at that. That's incredible. the pale bird again. I love that bird. It's That's so... That's the one we're seeing most. Yeah, and he seems to, or it, because you can't really tell yeah. males from females, he seems to be liking this particular area. And what I was saying before, he gave us a, a royal flyby there. It'll depend on how much food they eat. So if they get a fair whack of food, they can roost. You know, they just roost. There's no point. They, they have full bellies. Now, now what and they time will, is
1: that? Is that... 7, 8 o'clock in the evening or, it, or do, it, they, do they feed into it, the night?
2: It, they will feed into night if they're not successful. Right. But if they're successful they, they will just roost throughout the night. Once they have a good feed they, they yeah. don't need to use up that energy. They and where, will,
1: where do they roost? Do they, they roost, roost on, the on the ground. On the ground? On
2: the ground. They're not into trees. yeah. Oh, so What
1: about foxes and things like that?
2: I suppose that is that would be a possible danger to yeah. them but these birds are highly tuned. They have fantastic hearing, great eyesight. So any fox, any rustle they yeah. would be really alert to it. So they'll roost on the ground. And if they've been successful in those couple of hours of hunting, they, they don't need to really kick back in again until 12, 15, 20 hours later.
1: So when the morning comes then, they don't get up and fly around. They just they stay, just sit. They? Yeah, why, why waste
2: energy when you don't need to? Yeah.
1: But do they stay on the ground?
2: Yes, they stay on the ground. And if you, if you look at that beautifully cryptic pale, straw-coloured pattern that they have.
1: It was very like just, what we were seeing out yeah, there.
2: just perfect. They yeah. just sit in there, you don't see them. So they'll spend they spend the day on the ground and then they'll kick back in as soon as they begin
1: to get hungry. When they're roosting, do they roost in a group? Say so these four, no. they roost together? No, no. Well, would it not be beneficial for them? Not really, no. They, they have... Brilliant
2: hearing, good eyesight. So, nothing
1: for warmth, maybe. Yeah, no. Look, look
2: at those feathers. Yeah. Yeah. Those feathers are like a, you know a duvet. They wrap <laughs> themselves up in a duvet of soft, downy feathers. They are, and they have, as I say, they have very fluffy feathers on their on their feet, and they tuck their heads in. So the only bare part that is exposed is their beak, and that is in under their wings. So they are compact, warm little entities during the day. Incredible. we're watching
1: lots and lots of crows go by here the likes of rooks that i presume they're all heading off
2: to roost, to now. roost
1: because yeah. it's it's gotten to that time yeah. now so they're becoming less active i yes. suppose and the yeah. owls will become more active
2: they will if depending on on how successful they have yeah. been like uh, i'm just going to give a quick glance over the whole area now and see we've had three i hear a
1: pheasant in the background I he- there i hear that as well yeah and we heard hooper swans there oh, earlier on. Yeah, it's such a, such a wonderful sound. There must be a large crow roost close to here there's because we're seeing hundreds flying did, by.
2: Did you not do something down in Broadlock? With,
1: with um, Steve Newton That's many, it. many, many years ago. That's
2: where they're still heading. That, still that heading roost me. is still down there. And there's no shorted owls flying at the moment. None.
1: So what does that tell you?
2: Tells well, you that it tells m- you that maybe they, they have probably caught some f- enough food for the moment. They might do another quick
1: hunt before it gets dark, dark. Yeah they're not hunting at the moment it's a short short period they were. can they hunt equally as well at night in pitch darkness as they can the daytime
2: I understand that owls with yellow eyes tend to hunt during the day whereas owls with orange eyes are more nocturnal mm-hmm. and that must mean that those with orange eyes have better sight yeah, but, for... but also remember that many owls are using their hearing to locate the food as well I believe that uh, short-tailed they are evolved to hunt during the day yeah. and those yellow eyes are a result of that evolution.
1: And of course they fit into that little niche there late in the evening they're getting the voles that are yeah. up and out. Yeah. And they get the work done before the long-eared owl and Absolutely. the barn owl comes out. And well.
2: and the good thing is that because they're they're concentrating on an area like this with lots of you know, rough grassland and shrub, they're not in and around farms where they're open to um, rat well, poisons. Yes, rodenticides. So they, they don't suffer from rodenticides in the same manner as the likes of barn owls, which is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So this location here is is perfect for them and it's perfect for anybody who would like to see shorter owls. Look over your bogland look over your rough grasslands even inland as they they are inland as well but along the coast at the moment there seems to be a lot of
1: shorted owls do you think is there any chance that some of these may stay conditions are ideal here from what it seems the feeding is ideal they have no predators will any of them say ah
2: let's stay here well that's how birds colonize they arrive in winter like the first great spotted woodpeckers that that colonized arrived in winter And they said, well, you know, we have a niche here. So it is possible. They have bred several times, but they will need to move inland here up into the moorlands. And this is where the moorlands need to be rich in biodiversity for these birds to survive. We need to have a rich biodiversity in order for birds to nest, raise young and fledge those young. And that's the key. The other interesting thing, Terry, is that the number of owls that we're seeing here, the short owls, could well be as a result of a very successful breeding season.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Eric Dempsey and Terry Flanagan. So you heard Eric say it there, not? It's all to
0: do with the food and a good breeding season. Yes indeed what happens with owls their populations tend to fluctuate we see this with many species of owl particularly the ones that tend to migrate or erupt sometimes is how we describe it so it's kind of an eruption of these owls from their their other normal wintering quarters or from their breeding areas we see it sometimes with another owl called the snowy owl the big white one Harry Potter fans will know it as Hedwig Harry, Harry Potter's owl we sometimes get those in Ireland too although not in big numbers by any means it tends to follow what we call a vole year on the continent where you have all of a sudden a huge production of voles um, so lots of food that means that more young owls survive than would otherwise be the case what happens though it goes in cycles because more owls means more pressure on those small mammals they eat a lot of them which means then in a year or two lower breeding success for the small mammals which means then worse breeding success for the owls and so it goes up and down it's like a bit of an arms race or a cycle so it seems to be at a high point in one of these uh, one of these, these owl years uh, one of the, the sad things that happened recently as well I know that the owls there along along the coast I think at least two of them have been found dead alongside no, the, uh, the the main Dublin Ross Lair train track. looks like they've been hit by the train. And that's one of the problems with these owls. They probably haven't encountered trains before. They fly quite slowly, drifting over the ground, head down, looking and listening for prey on the ground so they can come into contact with these vehicles, particularly trains or trucks or things like that. So they are quite vulnerable and it's very sad when you see something like that happening, especially when you consider how far that owl has travelled and what it's been through to get here. Uh, but hopefully we'll still have a good number of survivors and people will be able to connect with these because they are such beautiful birds. You never forget seeing an I'll bet I have never seen one in the
2: flesh myself.